welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance, and this is episode 25. And this is my interview with the wrestling superfan on Instagram, and we are talking about ECW 2000. Enjoy. Okay, all right. So here's the interview, and I am here with the wrestling superfan from Instagram, and his name is Edwin. How are you doing, Edwin? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Awesome. So, um, first question is, um, how did you how did you get started doing this? Well, I was at work one day. I was living in Philadelphia, and it was a boring job, like not much to do. And uh, I was like, you know what? No one's doing wrestling Instagrams. Maybe I'll start a wrestling Instagram page, you know, just to dedicate my love to pro wrestling. And it really started off as just me posting like my stuff that I had, like my DVDs and my memorabilia. And just it basically kind of was like just in general wrestling stuff. It didn't start off as a bunch of pictures and video or just pictures at the time. It was just me posting stuff. And then next thing you know, a few other pages came along and I noticed their how they were doing things. And so I switched it up. I those people were beginning to follow and I started posting pictures every day to just to get by the day, you know, it, yeah. wrestling is like my, that's like my happy place. So the next thing you know, like guys like Justin, the wrestling classic came along. He can actually came along like a month after me and, you know, he, me and him interacted, we connected. Okay. The guy, uh, real wrestling fans know those are like, to, those are the most memorable wrestling pages from the beginning to me were myself the wrestling classic and uh, real wrestling fans know. And um, yeah, and I used to get boost and boost. And actually the, the following started growing and growing and it encouraged me to keep posting and posting. And it became just this fun hobby of mine. I just like doing it just for the fun. I like interacting with wrestling fans all over the world. And that's like my motive behind it. I'm not trying to, you know, blow up over it or anything. I just have, I just really enjoy posting about wrestling, especially the past. No, dude, I, I love what, what you do. I mean, when, when I saw that and just the thing you just re, um, posted last night with the um, ECW on TNN, like you have the actual, uh, the actual music. I'm, I'm trying to watch it on like the WWE Network and it's like Sandman comes out and it's this music that sounds nothing like Into right, Sandman. That's the worst part about it. <laughs> Yeah, every now, and then, um, every now and then, as a wrestling Instagram poster, you like, I call it like you strike gold, where you just find all this gold. You un- you discover yeah. all this gold. I was like, man, I got posts for days right now. And then there comes a dry period where, I'm, damn, what do I post now? I post, you feel like you've posted everything. What can I post now? So, like, I'm going that period now. I've discovered all this original ECW on TNN content. And I won't, you know, I won't disclose how or where I got it, but. Yeah, there's yeah, plenty more that. out there. There's plenty more of it that found. Cool, cool. All right, well, let's start. Um, so we're talking about ECW 2000. And to me, a lot of people said that this was kind of where it was dying. But looking back at it, I feel like they were thriving. Yeah. How, how do you feel? This was my absolute favorite time in ECW. Um, 1999 was the was the start. That's where I really first discovered it. Uh, my sister's ex-boyfriend, he brought over the little black box, hooked it up to the TV, and we watched Wrestlepalooza. And oh, wow. It was so different. <laughs> like, to me, I was like, 
I was young. I was a young teenager. I can't remember, but like 13 or something. And I was like, man, this is cool. Like, I remember being on Raw back in like 97, but I didn't pay it that much attention then. And then it, my friend, my best friend, Jake, he was like, man, you see ECW is coming on TNN? I'm like, what? They're going to be on TV now, like a show every week? Like, yeah. So from the get-go, when that show hit, you know, I thought, man, that was my favorite. Those are my favorite times, personally, of ECW is the TNN era, yeah. Nine, the late nine, 99 to 2000. Those are the best days to me. I feel like they were growing. It reminds me a lot of AEW in a way. ECW reminds me a lot of AEW. Yeah. You know, people it, say WCW, they, but the in-ring action at ECW, besides all the hardcore stuff, is a lot like AEW. The presentation's WCW, but the in-ring work is ECW. And the characters, the way they build, the way they have these characters that don't look like they'd be anything on the mainstream, on the yeah. NWE. Like, it's the same thing, and I really like what they're doing, AEW's doing, because it reminds me of ECW, and I wish ECW, I wish they had kept going with that, because it was hot, and it was the real alternative. That was a true alternative, ECW was. Totally I mean, different from WWE. For, for me, like, the first time I discovered ECW was um, the World of Wrestling magazine, and you just looked at it, and it was like, wow, what is this? This looks oh, yeah. edgy, and, you know, th that's one of the things that ECW had going for it. They were cool in a way that WWE could never be, you know, right. they just, they could like right, right around toward the end in like November of 2000, they started finally, you know, releasing DVDs. I remember the Extreme Evolution DVD. Yeah. Video yeah, games. Was, yeah. Yeah. The video game. I, yeah. I had, all I, stuff, man. I had all of it. I had both games. I had all the ECW figures, every single one of them. I wish that wow. I kept them in the box. You know, I'm a collector now. I wish yeah. I didn't play. And I wish I kept it in the box because they're worth they're, they're the yeah. price is rising, but yeah, yeah, no, they were, that was the time that was when they were real, they were growing, they were evolving. Then, and people that's overlooked. It, it's so sad to see that they that they closed their doors because look, WCW is just about to close their doors, and if ECW had stayed around, they could have been you know, that if they had kept going, they would have probably gotten. Like if they lasted just another year, like even in into two thousand one, like probably by December of two thousand and one, they would have had probably Daniel Bryan or the time. Oh, yeah. CM oh, yeah. And it would have just been so great. That's and instead a good we you know, it's just yeah. to me they killed off what the competition. Yeah. It was yeah. that to me is the biggest detriment to what decreased the um fandom in professional wrestling was the two companies going down because then you just had McMahon's uh, way. But, yep. you know, so let's get into uh, ECW 2000. And I wanted to talk a little bit about, if you notice, they had like the year-long feud. It was the network versus ECW and everything kind of spun around that. What did yep. you think of that? Well, back then, you know, I just thought it was all, uh, you know, an act. But there was some realism behind that whole thing, you know. Um, as when I was young, I didn't really think much of that. Actually, I didn't really think more into it until later on when I realized that they were really, they really had heat with, uh, with that. that <laughs> <laughs> they really had heat, like those promos that shoot promo that Heyman cut. You know, look as a kid, I looked at it as I thought it was a work. It was pretty much a shoot. Really? Yeah, as a kid, wow. I was. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, just a part of the show back then. The older I got, I'm like, well, that's real. <laughs> no, he was 
they, they were angry. I know, and also because Cyrus was like the guy they used to push the network, and I knew he was a wrestler, so that also made me feel like it was just an act. But it really, some of the things I think ECW did really good was um the element of like surprise, not knowing what you were going to get when you turned on the program. You always got like something different. Like they'd have an impromptu match or, or something like that. There was an excitement. Yeah. Feel like, you know, if you watch WWE today, it's like, you know, exactly what they're going to do. Exactly. It's, it's no guessing. It's formula. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's just the same formula every time you watch it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Fan and the fans will never be that loud again. They'll never be like that again. The fans are if this time is not proven that fans are really the driving force in wrestling, then I don't know what is. Because I tried to watch Ring of Honor with no fans and it sucks. And I like I love Ring of Honor. <laughs> I had to turn it off. But uh, ECW yeah. man, fans just like that post I posted last night. You look at that crowd; it's going crazy. It's like a party. That's why I said this is like if wrestling went to a freaking college party or something. Like the fans are nuts. You got Sandman coming down, pouring beer in people's mouths. How does he even know they're 21? Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, man, smoking cigarettes. I, I, I know. It's so, like, it's so out there. And, and you know, going to that, that, that clip that you talked about, you know, it, it, to me, that's one of the, that's the best title uh, change in, in the 2000s. Because like nobody thought anybody was gonna beat Ryan. Rhino. Yeah, he was on stuff. Here, all these guys come down. You got Paulie coming in, hitting him with the phone. Yeah, throw back to the eighty. It's so yeah. good. And then you got you know Rob Van Dam finally getting you know getting one up on the network. And yeah. you got Kid Cat coming out of that becoming a star. Like he Kid just Cash beat Ryan. Kid Cash yeah. and ECW during that time with those those leather black pants remind me of Kid Rock. Man, he was he was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Overlooked. Overlooked. It, it just like music. The the music added so much to ECW. That that's the one thing they did not do right when they brought it back in for WWE. Yeah, so like, well, I'm, luckily that, I've recorded all that stuff on VHS. Yeah. But uh yeah, that, just, the music ruins it. The music ruins it. All that music on the network. Those they were it just ruins it. Everything, all their music is edited out on ECW, pretty much. Like ninety. I mean, I like that, that with uh, with New Jack they put in like at least some kind of a rap track. I mean, it sucks, yeah, actually, but you know, it's <laughs> not Natural Born Killers, but I actually it it's kind of catchy. Caught on to me. It's no, it's, yeah, it will never be anything close to Natural Born Killers. But I gotten used to his song. I'm all right with his. It, it actually. Yeah. Even still, it's not like Sandman's uh, WWE Network music where you're just like, "What is that?" Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't get excited. Or or RVD's music, Ravens. That it's, yeah, Ravens. It's just like, but RVD gets like hurt so bad. There's, there's oh, yeah, you know, us. the other day when I was posting, I was thinking, why couldn't they have just given him his old WWE music, the one before One of a Kind or something? I would have taken that over this garbage music they put over it. One thing I, I found an interview on on YouTube while I was like just going through all the ECW stuff, and I saw um, somebody asked um, RVD why didn't they give you um, Walk in, in WWE, and he said that he was gonna get the Kilgore version that they re- that they recorded for the ECW um, album, uh-huh. and like they came in, they you know Shane McMahon said, hey, look at this one of a kind, and I'm just like, 
to me, Walk is just the perfect song for, for RVD. But I mean, and look, <laughs> looking at RVD in, in WWE, like they they lost the manager. They lost the music. It, it just, they lost the catchphrases. He couldn't say effing. He had to say damn. Yeah. And it was just, they were kind of lame. <laughs> he was still, Rob Van Dam is on my top 10 of all time for me personally. Man. He's man, he's overlooked. He's he's underrated. As good as he was, oh, he's yeah. still underrated. And and an awesome dude. Definitely. He's an awesome guy to meet in person. Oh wow. I met him a couple of times. Yeah. I met him three oh, different yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get dude. that. Yeah. He's all right. So let's run down. I wanted to talk about so January to April, I kind of just kind of classified this as the awesome era because at this time Mike Awesome was just pretty much destroying people on a uh, on a weekly basis and he he was like their Brock Lesnar he just like ate him up and spit him out but he did it in a way where the other guys still got over in some ways it, it wasn't like it was just a squash match like like you look at the Spike Dudley match mm-hmm. he, he got by taken so much of a beating i mean man he beat that made him crap out. that made spike yeah. Yeah. uh sato tanaka <laughs> they you know yeah it made that put him over like i would have never looked twice at masato tanaka back then if he wasn't in that feud with mike awesome yeah it was they put on some <laughs> awesome brutal matches man week in and week out those are what that's one of those matches where you wouldn't mind getting it three times in a month yeah yeah, because it was always always different. It was hard hitting, you know. Hard you didn't know you were gonna get. And it wasn't the same match every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other storyline that kind of was happening was Raven and Dreamer were kind of teaming, and we got Just Incredible and Lance Storm kind of becoming the they're the Impact players, but they're like really coming up. What what, what did you think of that? Man, let me tell you something. I loved the Impact players. Just incredible. I knew he was out of Montoya even then. And I'm like, man, this dude, like, just incredible was legit to me. <laughs> Lance, it yeah. was more about Justin than Lance Storm for me. Like, Lance Storm, J- Justin had the, he could talk on the mic. He, I loved his intensity in the ring with the cane and everything. Like, just incredible got himself over in ECW. And I love, that was one of my favorite, matter of fact, that was my favorite tag team of that time for the work that they were doing. Um, they, they were they were great, and he had that. And he also had that shirt. Got blood. I thought that was like a cool yeah. shirt. <laughs> and they had, and they had Dawn Marie. They could have left Jason yeah. out. But that's all good. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was kind of um, like just <laughs> Lance Storm had Canadian. What I liked about Lance Storm is he was that Canadian technical style wrestler, like my all time favorite, Bret Hart. So that was yeah. what I liked about him and. Just knowing, just growing up watching Aldo Montoya versus Just Incredible, I was like, "Yo, this guy, he he really doesn't suck. He's not really, he's really not, he's really not a jobber. He can go in the ring. He's good." And I hate it when he went back to WWE and they treated him just oh, like. Oh man, Montoya. don't even get started on that. I absolutely get him with the X Factor, and he didn't. He couldn't do the move anymore. We had no prong. There was no Singapore cane. He was just a guy. Oh, and he lost the gene shorts. Do you remember that they changed? <laughs> yeah, he got tights. Do you remember that they changed? That's incredible to like some spinning front DDT. They called it that. Yeah, yeah. They look like oh, 
oof we give to a guy just starting out. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the overdrive. That was awful, man. Just incredible. And I know he's had his struggles in life, but he, man, he, I respect to him for what he did in ECW. He, he made me a, a fan there. No, I, I, I remember when he came in, I was like, oh, wow, he's going to come in. And then it's like, what is this? This is not him. Yeah. <laughs> he's not getting to talk. Yeah. He, he didn't get to promo. Man, they if you look at that invasion angle, they ruined pretty much everybody except Rob Van Dam, really. <laughs> I know. And they tried to ruin him as well. They just couldn't, couldn't. because Man, he was so over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Raven, look at Ra- Raven when he came in in 2000, when he, uh, when he, uh, interferes in the Taz match. Everyone like stood up. They knew who that guy was, and then he never got the mic, and he never did anything. And what he's and they just what he did do in WWE, he was good at. I see he was still good. He was yeah. still really good in the WWE, yeah. despite them, you know, give putting the shackles on him. Yeah, but it, it just I don't know. To me, like, oh, so many guys that Mike Awesome. That's another guy who came and they didn't do anything with him. Well, WCW did nothing with him as well. That was <laughs> don't get me started on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fat chicks, thriller. Oh my then, god. Uh, that that's horrible. Well, I don't understand why they would take a level talent like that after what he was doing in ECW and just do the same thing in a dying company like so knew how to do. Yeah. That's all he knew. He he was like, This is gonna get over. I'm like, no, it's I feel not like Vince Russo <laughs> purposely killed WCW. <laughs> it's so sad. Um, and then Sabu leaves at this time. What what do you think of Sabu leaving? Sabu leaving that's a foggy memory for me. Really, did he? Did, that wasn't when he went to WCW. No, he didn't go to WCW then. Where did he go? He blocked him. They blocked him. He, uh, he said that he couldn't wrestle in the country. So, so, um. Something like that. I mean, in February, like he's pretty much gone by February. Uh, he was he was asked to do a job, and um, he just took his bags and, and walked out. And he took the referee that he was with too. Yeah. Who the or Sabu is another one of those guys that drew me into ECW. People like the all people like to do now is talk about how his botch all his botches and all that. They don't look at what he did good. What he did well though, he like. Everyone botches every now and then. Yeah, he had a, a significant amount of botches, but Sabu was so good that those botches sh- shouldn't be, they shouldn't even pay attention to him because of the stuff that he's doing. Yeah, he wasn't really, tech, and he wasn't a technical wrestler or anything, but he was entertaining. He could fly. He was hardcore to the core. Like, and his character, I'm, I don't know if you saw the post I made from the first ECW on TNN episode, I think I did last week. Yeah. And it was the introduction yeah, to Sabu. Yeah. Like, how sick was that? Like, how, I mean, they, they, way to get a guy over that. If you want to get someone over to an audience that doesn't know much about him, that is the perfect example right there. What, one of the things ECW did was they, they mixed in, you didn't just have one guy doing this, you had all these different styles and all these different things. It's kind of like what New Japan kind of is now, and AEW, AEW is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they had that, the technical that, thing all great. They did the technical wrestling thing great. They did the lucha style great. They did the hardcore style yeah. great. It's like it's just like wrestling is like a movie with different genres. We all we got some fans of comedy, we got some fans of horror. Some people don't like comedy, some people don't like horror. It's just like that. Wrestling is movie and the genres are hardcore, lucha libre style, 
catches catch can, you know, etc. And fans are like to crap on all the time. I'm just like, you know, wrestling has so many different styles. It's like all about if you like it or not. Me personally, I find enjoyment in every style. I find enjoyment in the flippity floppity, as they call it. You know, I find I love technical rest. I love it all. You know. Yeah, that's how I. That's kind of how I like. I didn't get like skip it ahead a little bit, but you know, when Omega and did the and Moxley did their match, and everybody hated that match except for like a few people. I was like, I applauded them for trying something different. Right. We we had that kind of match in a while, and I thought they did a really good job with it versatility in wrestling is great like you, you do a wrestling show you do all the different styles in one show like that's you know i like that i don't understand why people want like people make it seem like everything's supposed to be technical no yeah well when you look at wwe it's the same they're taught to all work the same so it's like what's the difference between this guy facing this guy it's gonna be the right. same match you know what except <laughs> Finishing when I watch a lot of times I find myself looking at my phone and just listening to the commentary because the matches are all the same. I mean, well, they're not all the same, but you've seen everything. You've seen every match, every match style, every outcome, all of that. You've seen it in WWE. In AEW, it's unpredictable. Just like what ECW was back then. You don't know what you're going to get out of the story they tell in the ring. You don't know what they're going to do. Perfect example, Cody versus uh, Brody Lee where he squashed him. Who would have ever thought that was going to happen? I know that was so good. I mean, nobody thought that that like he was just going to get squashed like that and yeah. So good. Even though I'm not a fan of him losing the dog collar match. Who would have ever thought Cody was going to win? Like when you go and watch a lot of AEW and New Japan, you a lot of times don't know who's going to win. You second guess yourself like yeah. WWE, you know exactly who's going to win. Well, well, you're not hoping WWE will pull out like a you know a trick here and there, but it's like, like, like we got the Roman Reigns thing that's going on, and that's and that's great and everything, but it's it's Roman Reigns surrounded by a clown show, you know, it just doesn't just doesn't go anywhere. All right, so let's look at the um, let's look at the first pay per view of um, of 2000, uh, Guilty as Charged. What do you think of this show? Uh, that's two guiltiest charge two thousand. Two thousand, yeah. yeah. It's funny. I have this on my TV right now. Just Jazz versus Simon Diamond, and uh, you'll have to remind me of some of the matches on the show because yeah, I I'll, I'll remind. So they had this is with this was uh, main evented by Awesome versus Spike Dudley, and right. that's through that table <laughs> from the top and, turnbuckle. Yeah. What did I write down here? And then the Impact players win the yeah they win the. The tag titles from uh from Raven. Uh huh. Sabu loses to uh, RVD. Those were like the main things that happened on that show. This show t- was not as memorable because when I was a kid, I didn't get this pay per view. Um, yeah. I've gone back and watched it on the network, but I don't have those sentimental feelings about it. Uh, I need, and I never like a lot of times when I watch wrestling now, I don't like. My eyes aren't glued, but I'll be paying attention if you know what I mean. But yeah. um, from what I do remember, the tag team match, Impact Players um, versus Raven and Tommy Dreamer. I think there was a – was there a turn at the end of that match? I think there was a, a, a someone low-blowed somebody. Or no, well, no, it was Beulah. Beulah McGillicuddy came out. Hadn't seen Beulah McGillicuddy in how long? Probably since what, 90, the 90s sometime. 
right? Didn't she come out it, during that it, match? I, th I think that was um, just um, really what happened here is just um, I, th I think uh, Raven's outside of the ring. No, no, no. Bremer's outside of the ring, and then uh, and then they basically just double teamed Raven, and they you know and they beat him that way. I posted this I, not long ago too. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so then. So I, I think it's a it's a good pay per view. I mean, it it still has that whole mix of things, but um, they get the thing that I like about the these two thousand pay per views from ECW is it felt like each one built on the last one. Yeah, you know, it just it kind of like so like moving on to like um, ECW Living Dangerously two thousand, and this is where um, so RVD has hurt his leg and he can't you know he can't compete anymore. So they've got the whole tournament and you got the whole network trying to um, you got the network coming in and saying, um, we want um, super crazy to be the uh, super crazy supposed to be um, super crazy. is the guy that kind of wins through the tournament, the fairway. And then you got Rhino who's just being picked by the network. And at the end of this uh, RVD helps super crazy and then Sandman comes up, and that—that's kind of how they end the show. D do you remember that? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't see that one because, of course, back then I didn't have a um, scrambler. But I have watched it back before. Uh, you'll have to remind me of some of the moments in that one. Super crazy. He de he defeated Rhino, yeah. Steve Carino, you know, and Jack. Rhino. Yeah, uh, he, he beats um, thing. And then uh, the Impact players beat uh, because Awesome and uh, Mike Awesome and Raven become kind of like a, a short tag team and uh, Dreamer and Masato Tanaka. And it's the three-way dance. And uh, the Impact players regain the, uh, the tag titles. Uh, Rhino destroys Sandman and then he destroys his family as well. His wife gets uh, bored. Oh, and uh, Reno went to the crowd and he talked that Oh my gosh, you would he would be fired if he said this to somebody nowadays. I remember that was where he isn't that where he he was facing Dusty Rhodes in a bull rope match, and before that oh, he talked yeah, to Tyler Fullington and and his wife uh, Lori Fullington, and yeah, it, it yeah, was right in front yeah, of his kids. <laughs> yeah, Karina, yeah, Karina, first one to actually say something to. Uh, to Sandman's uh, wife, yeah, that's before that, and uh, and Dusty beats uh, Steve Carino at this uh, at this show. That was it was just crazy because like all this stuff just kind of their shows flowed so well. Like you know, okay, here's match one, here's match two, here's match three. It always felt like you didn't know where where the matches were gonna gonna end up. And I don't ever recall a time watching the pay per view where I got bored ever. Yeah. They, they 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 were uh you know they went by so fast because of the action and the crowd the energy the crowd was given and just the whole product uh never not even watching uh, not watching any episode of TNN none of them yeah my most memorable and, match from guilty as charged is dusty versus steve carino because i remember you know at the time I hadn't got my black box yet. I had convinced my mom to get one eventually, but I didn't have one yet. And uh, so I had to watch the highlights on TNT. Mm. 
at the time, but um, I remember the Dusty feud and being amazed that Dusty Rhodes was in ECW making people bleed and bleeding himself. Steve Carino at that time, and man, he was over, he was over the hill. I hated him. Hated him, hated, yeah, him, he was, hated him at that time. Right. He was this skinny dude, man. He like, he sucks, blah, blah, blah. And later on, when he became babyface, I was like, yo, Steve Carino's awesome. He reminds me a lot of CM in a way. And that's his- part of the, the, the um, the brilliance of Paul. He knew by having him get all these, taking these beatings from uh, Dusty Rhodes and, and taking all these bloodbath beatings that it was only a matter of time before the fans like figured out that like this guy, this guy's something. Right. So when it's time for him to become a baby face, the fans will be all for it. And they, he, he definitely tricked me with it because I hated Steve Carino. Like I really could not stand him. And then when he became a face, at first, I had a hard time admitting him to myself. Like, I didn't even want to say it out loud. I would think in my head, though, like, am I really starting to like Steve Carino? And then finally, I was like, yeah, I like Steve Carino. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also on this pay-per-view, they had Mike Awesome come out before his match, and he faces Kid Cash. Yeah. And, like, like it's little things like that that ECW would do. You wouldn't expect the main event guy to come out and just challenge somebody to defend his world title. Because he's like, I'm... I'm I'm fighting twice tonight. <laughs> it's just like one of the TNN episodes. Rob Van Dam came out to defend his TV title against C.W. Anderson, beat C.W. Anderson in a in a good a decent match. It wasn't that long, but it was a decent match. You got a lot out of whatever they gave you. And then right on top of that, he someone else came out and challenged him for the title. It was uh shoot, I just posted this too. Um, it was Sabu. Sabu came out and challenged. Yep. RVD for the TV title and him, um, Bill Alfonso had heat with RVD and Sabu. They all had heat with each other within that circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like took turns like Bill Alfonso was trying to play like both sides. Right, right, right. Yep. And yeah, and that was all on one hour of TNN on a Friday night. <laughs> I, I know they, they fit so much into like a one hour show. Right. Like you watch WWE and it's just like, Three hours. It, no it, and it ever, will it ever, you know, it's like, it doesn't feel packed. It just feels like, you know, they're treading water. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's all a network thing apparently, but um, yeah, ECW did a lot in that. Just like that post uh, from the Hammerstein ballroom I did yesterday, all that stuff happened in one segment in the very beginning of the show. <laughs> I know. I, like what? And then later on in the show, they uh, they had uh, the FBI defeat uh, the Gunholy Alliance. Yeah. I mean, they they gave you they gave you more bang for your buck. Yeah. Let's just let's just the Unholy Alliance. Let's talk I, about them. They were good too. That team was good too. Yeah. You had Sinister Minister Paul uh, James Vanderbilt. I'm gonna get to them in the uh, in the in the next thing. So basically, that's the end of this. Now at this point. Um, Awesome leaves and he goes to WCW and uh, and Taz comes in and uh, beats Awesome. What'd you think of that? That that when Taz was in the WWE and he came in, yeah, that, and he that was all man. That was great. Like that was like to me, it was hard to see between the lines and tell that they're working together the way they did that. It didn't seem like it did not. It seemed like he literally invaded ECW again to take the title. And all while that was going on, uh, there was some other stuff going on between organizations. Mike Awesome, he was in WCW with the ECW title, right? Yeah, 
he was gonna they, there was talk of him like throwing the ECW belt down and uh, Paul got a got a hold of it and they sent the cops to the show to like get the belt. Wow. <laughs> like so ECW held a match between WCW guy and a WWF guy at the time. Yeah. And that was all awesome. that was a great memory. That I do remember that and I remember how that made me feel. And as a fan, I was intrigued and super interested in that. That you had I've been watching these three companies be separate for so long. And then you have Mike Awesome just left WCW and then he shows back up and you're like, What? But he works for WCW. And then you got Taz show up and you're like, he works for WWF. You mean WWF let him go back there? And like <laughs> like so that's super interesting as a fan who's in who was watching a week in and week out like that that was uh that that was good that would felt like a real invasion you know what i mean and that the genius of ecw is like they'd lose a guy but they'd make it work like yeah it, like it would be the end of top guys and they yeah. still make it work yeah. jerry Lynn, so, they got so, jerry um, Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're definitely going to get to Jerry Lynn in this uh, in this next book because this is to me these next months are where Jerry Lynn like really comes into his own. So at this point, um, Taz uh, faces Dreamer and Dreamer beats Taz, and then before he can even put the belt around his waist, Just Incredible comes out, tells him he wants that he wants a, he wants a title shot, gets it. Francine turns on uh, on Dreamer. And we have Just Incredible as champion. And to me, oh. I think that's such a great, a great moment. It was. Back at that time, I tell you, I hated it. Even though I liked Just Incredible, I wanted Tommy Dreamer to have a good run. And I was like, man, he just got it, and they're just taking it off of him. He's like the heart and soul of ECW, and he's been there for so long. But when, but at the same time, even then, I realized how genius it was because that was when I started really liking Just Incredible like as like one of my like top guy top favorites in ECW. Yeah, I liked him in the Impact Players. It was like a love hate kind of like I loved him in the Impact Players. But then when that happened with Dreamer, I didn't like it. But I still like and, and the way they they set that up. You know, Dreamer wins the belt, and they have all the guys come out and like shaking his hand and everything. We have Dreamer. We have Raven who comes out and actually shakes Dreamer's hand. It felt like real. And then you have Incredible come out and ruin the moment. And it makes you want to hate him even more. Yeah, that was perfect. That was great. That was perfect booking, though. Like, he became yeah. the biggest heel in ECW off of that. He was the biggest so, heel in ECW until, you know, before he lost, before he got to Jerry Lynn, of course. Yeah. And that was the great so payoff. So, so in this, these months, um, which I call uh, April, October, I call this, um, Pretty much the new champion, uh, pretty much just incredible his champion. These these are his months. And at this point in time, we also see RVD loses for the first time in two years. We have Rhino really building up. And then we have the tag division uh, coming into its own. So let's look at Hardcore Heaven 2000. That was, a and that was when I had show, my box. <laughs> yeah. You, you did have this? For, so you, you were yeah. able to see the show. I have this one on VHS. Yeah. Wow. So, so what? So, what do you think of this show? I liked it. I loved it. It happened uh, Mother's Day. I'll never forget. Um, yeah. And I'll just have to pull up the list and look though. But at the card, Hardcore Heaven two thousand. Um, Justin, let's see. Give me a second here. 
Uh, where is it? So remind, remind me of some of the matches so that I can. Uh, so, Bull faces uh, Lance Storm. This is Lance Storm's last night as he's going to WCW. Um, Jerry Lynn defeats uh, RVD. Yeah. And Scotty yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. on him. Rhino destroys Sandman again. <laughs> <laughs> Tajiri defeats uh, Karina. That was the great thing about Sammy. He could lose like five, three straight pay-per-views and you'd still be like, hey, he's still a threat. As Paul just, he knew how to get the guy to lose and then still keep heat so that he would, or, you know, keep his credibility so that he didn't just um, be like a guy. Like, I, I remember when WWE had Umaga lose three times to Triple H. I was just like, he's dead. You, you just <laughs> killed him. He means nothing. <laughs> right. Just so sad. I was just like, why? I'm like, I'm like, really? He can't like win at least one in between? Triple H has to beat him every single time clean in these decisive matches. You couldn't have done that with somebody else. Right. So, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, um, I remember Nova and Chris Chetty uh, in the Baldies, which what led to the New Jack coming out and beating the crap out of Angel. Yeah. yeah he, he does. It. Yeah. It, and yeah, New Jack starts He's to really one. come in. He's a thousand. He, he was ECW special attraction. And I'm speaking as a fan who, and how that person made me feel at the time. New Jack gets a lot of flack for his unprofessionalism in the ring and all that. But as a child and as a fan, he was entertaining. I don't care if he didn't wrestle. People always bring up the fact, well, he doesn't wrestle. That's not his thing. He's New Jack. He's a character. He's a gangster. And what he, he does like he street fights. He's a street fighter. That's what he does. And Anytime that gun sound would go off and natural born killers came out, I would be on my literally on my feet in the house because he was literally like the special attraction in ECW. And you didn't see him every week. You didn't see him on TNN every week. You barely saw him, really. You didn't see him as much as you wanted to. And so when you heard that that's go off, that new killers play, you you had your eyes glued to the TV. At least I know I did. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that I think ECW did really well. And, and you see that with AEW is not putting everybody on the show every week. Right. So that you, you don't, it doesn't feel like you've seen everything. Yeah. I mean, like it doesn't. Let's face it. Like, New Jack came on there every week. He wouldn't feel as, he wouldn't feel as special. To see no, they, every week. You couldn't, that act isn't meant to be on every week. It's meant to be the way that they booked it. Genius of promo. Yeah. Oh man, he cut he cut great promos. Like you, you want to talk about somebody fired up and make you believe like he is gonna beat somebody up. <laughs> that was that was Jack. He could we're we're gonna get to some of his promos oh, here. Yes, he, he said some stuff I know I remember. He said something about raping somebody, pretty much. Like he, yeah, I was in I'm, jail. I know he said something about I was in jail and I'm gonna treat you just like I treated that. My my bunk mate or something like that, like yeah, he, he <laughs> didn't believe that though. It wasn't an you didn't feel like it was an act. You felt like that was real. Like New Jack felt real, I, I, and that's what I mean about the ECW. Everything felt real. It didn't feel like oh, this is the character yeah. that does this. It felt like these guys right. weren't like like WWE on uh, when they had the draft. They had them all stand on the the ramp, and well, I hate when they do. Stephanie, I'm like, could you make them look any lamer? <laughs> right, I, I hate to do that. 
or have everybody surrounding the ring while someone one wrestler's in the ring talking and putting all them down on the outlet. Like, like if I'm a wrestler, I'm like, I'm not going out there to stand for this celebration. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I've, and you notice, like, the only guy that wasn't up there was Roman Reigns and, I'm, or, yeah. and the Fiend. And I'm just, uh-huh. okay, so I guess everybody else is a joke except for these two guys. Right. Yeah. And they've been doing that for years. They've been doing that forever. They have. I hate it. And it, but it's, why haven't they figured out that that doesn't work? It, it does the opposite of what they want to have. I think the thing with WWE is there's a lot of their fan base is so big that us, the the real, the true like wrestling, the, the diehard wrestling fans are just a small part of it now. You've got so many of these casual yeah. fans out here. No offense to them, but I see it. Like when I talk to a normal person out here who's not like a fan like myself, I understand like the different how they can get away with certain things, like how WWE can get away with changing uh, Dominic Dijakovic to T-Bar one night after he was just <laughs> Dijakovic and Mia Yim into whatever her name is now. Like, those, oh man, they started on that, yeah. And then they, the, the guys that are attacking Raw get drafted to Raw. That makes no sense. Yeah. If they're such a threat, you wouldn't want them on your. No one wants to draft. They them. cater to. They don't. They don't cater to fans. They cater what brings them the most money. And the, what brings them the most money is not us. It's the casual. Yeah. Because you got the. They, they, they got the kids, money. and you got the parents who watch with the kids who get into it, but don't understand it like you know a fan like me and you, uh, and so on and so on. That's how that. That's WWE is just like Disney now. If you look at the demographic, they're not even really bringing in kids. The, their their audience is like forty and older. I mean, they're not even really attracting kids anymore. No. Like yeah, the days, you got a point there. Yeah, you're right. Now that John Cena is not really there, that's they, they've got. So they're catering to an audience that isn't even there. They, <laughs> they're like pretending they're Disney, but they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be like Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wish they could find a. I wish they really could find a, a balance to really be special again. It's nothing special. Man, I, it's I, like being a fan I, I of the of a, of a sports team that has been terrible. Who it's like being a fan of the Chicago Bulls in the nineties and waiting <laughs> for them to be that good. Again. Yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah, it, it really is. And but the thing is, yeah, no, it. Oh man, it, it's so depressing to watch. It's just like I used to be so excited to watch this show, and now it's just like it's just white noise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing something else while I'm like watching. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. it's like you have to. You feel like you're obligated. You you're obligated. You have to watch it. It, it. You have to watch. Yeah. Raw on a Monday, SmackDown on a Friday. Yeah, I like actually SmackDown has been doing really good, but I won't. We won't go into that. Maybe so, so, yeah. another time. Yeah, it's it's not it's it's not bad. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. You know, let's keep this uh, to ECW. So Lynn becomes the first guy to really defeat RVD, and I know like like that's the thing that like is starting to like just catapult him. You can kind of see the uh, the um, the thread building with him, and this takes us to ECW Heat Wave 2000, the first time they're in LA. First time the Van Terminator. Head- yeah, the first ever Van Terminator. And this is headlined by Credible versus Dreamer Stairway to Hell match, which I love that I love match. That. And we never got this. I haven't seen it in a while, but I love that match. I remember. And it was it was felt different to me, the Stairway to Hell. That was the first time I saw 
like yeah. that. Yeah. And then uh, RVD beats uh, Scotty Anton, and, and he uses the Van Terminator. He pretty much kills yeah, him. <laughs> Man, it's, I remember seeing that for the first time and just being so amazed by that. I was like, wow. He just jumped from from one side of the ring to the other and kicked the freaking chair in the guy's face. Like it's he wasn't really covered up like you see them do it now. No, it, it's it's amazing. Like and the way he would just do it, it was yeah, it was so fast. Like unlike anything anybody else. The athleticism does. that RVD had in his arsenal with that and everything else he did. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Rock. It's uh, Sam, man, again. <laughs> <laughs> For the TV title. <laughs> kills, kills him again. But, man, he, you still love Sam, man. It didn't matter if he, if he got killed. He was just like, he still, it still worked. Um, So that's good. So that was, I, I like this pay-per-view. Um, this is also the pay-per-view where the XPW guys uh, challenged the uh, ECW guys. And according to New Jack, they, uh, they beat the living crap out of them. <laughs> I didn't know about that. That wasn't on, that wasn't on the actual show, was it? You you could actually see where they do like when um, they kind of take the camera away. Um, I actually no, it's in the main event. Somebody attacked. They're having um, in the middle of the main event. I think between or- Just Incredible and Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, yeah. During during the uh, somebody uh, did something to. Um, I think George, who was with uh, with Dreamer at the time, yeah. and George. they lock out and they attack, and they fought outside. And apparently, it didn't end up too well for the uh, XPW guys. <laughs> I, have, just, I have to go back and look at that because I don't recall that part. Uh, did they did they yeah. pan the cameras away so you couldn't see it? Yeah, they pretty much panned the camera to to the ring, and they took it outside. But you could see the whole like locker room coming out, and then they kind of just focus it on no, the they, ring, so you don't really. You no, know, they that. were probably doing some shoot fighting in that XPW and New and all oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Jack said that you know it was uh, it was a brawl, and uh, they beat the crap out of them. So this brings us now to ECW Anarchy Rules 2000, which to me, this is my favorite pay-per-view of this. Um, hey, of that this. is my favorite one, too. This is my most memorable pay-per-view of 2000. I can't tell you how many times I rewatched this pay-per-view on VHS as a kid. That's, this was the best. Yeah, this was my favorite, too. Anarchy Rules 2000. They had freaking Limp Bizkit I doing mean, Rolling as the theme song and with a music video mixed in. I'll never forget Oh, yeah, I forgot they did. The yeah. Yeah, this that, was before The Undertaker uh, came out with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, DCW was always ahead of the ahead of the curb on that kind of stuff. As they they went after, you know, by the time uh, WWE started using Roland, like basically the, uh, Fred Durst was starting to become like the most hated man in music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When ECW used, he was like he was still kind of cool, but like he was starting to like get the the heat on him. Um, yeah, they have that. Yeah, that music video and uh, on the network, it's some random thing that you can't even tell what the hell it is. <laughs> it takes away from it. Takes away from it. They, the, I, so does bad. the Undertaker? Does he ever come out on the network with Roland? I think there's like one song raw where they forgot to take it out and you can see it, but you know, yeah. I, I think it's just because somebody forgot to 
you know, make that <laughs> um, take it out. But yeah, no, they've taken pretty much all of Roland. It's just that um, dumb. Uh, yeah, they just put on the um, the dead man his, his, his big red booger red music or whatever. Yeah, big red thing. But the thing is, when you change the music, it changes the crowd. You don't hear the crowd exactly yep. the same. And they're not, yeah. And it ruins. I, I can't like, you know, I'm just like, I'm like listening really hard to hear the crowd. It's like, you can't, what is that? Yeah, that's <laughs> all of it when they edit that music. Yeah. It's with all. Like, um, this is an ECW, but it's a good example of it on, uh, on the network that when, uh, when Bischoff came into WWE, he came out the back in black by ACDC the first time he came out. Now, on the network, they changed it to, you know, his I'm back, you know, the thing that they, you know, gave him as his music. But when he originally came out, he came out to Back in Black from ACDC. That's why when it comes out, it sounds so flat because you can't, you know, they've they've covered up the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did that even with um, uh, Jericho when he with came out in uh, in 99 hear the crowd saying uh, Jericho, Jericho, and they've like hushed the crowd where you can't hear the the crowd because as soon as um, Jericho's name pops up, there's like this gasp in the audience that you can hear in the original track of that of that show. And they changed it so you can't hear it. So it's like, yeah. it's awful. <laughs> so getting back to uh, so Anarchy uh Let's talk about the opener here. Danny Doring and Roadkill versus the Bad Street Boys, Christian York and Joey Matthews. You talk about a hot way to open a show. This is like watching Private Party versus uh, freaking, what's the team uh, with um, Angelico and the other guy? It's like watching one of those matches. What's the name of that team? Oh, well, Some, Pentagon Jr. The Bros. Not the Lucha. Well, you could say that, but I was thinking more like Angelico and whatever that other guy is. I can't think of that name. Uh, a hybrid two. It's like hybrid two versus private party in a way, or uh, or like the um, butcher and blades. Because since you got roadkill, who was the big guy, but they put on a nice yeah. paced, uh, just a solid way to open a show with Danny Doring and Roadkill and uh, Christian York and Joey Matthews. That was the first time I can recall seeing them on ECW. Joey Matthews and Christian York. They might have been on there before, but that's that's the first time I can remember them being notable ECW. Yeah. Danny Doring and Roadkill at the time, I yeah. feel like they were starting to take off. This is they were starting to take off as a tag team, as a top tag team at this time. Yeah, this is really when you can see that that you can see the depth in the tag team division in ECW at this point in time. So yeah, you got got Danny Doring and Roadkill and the Bad Street Boys, and then, you know, a little bit later on in the night, you got the FBI versus um, versus the Unholy Alliance. You know, Mikey Whipwreck and uh, Yoshihiro Tajiri. Who would have thought those guys would have made such a such a great tag Yoshihiro team? Yoshihiro Tajiri was so fun to watch, even in ECW. Before he got to WWE, he was the first guy I remember doing those, those kicks like that, where some guys on his knees... Daniel Bryan, yes, kick type thing. He's the first guy I remember doing those. And still to this day, I still don't know anybody that does it better. And the way he hits him, that like that snap the way he, that he hits The way he, he the so snap he had on it, it made it look that much better. And the tarantula, you know, because in ECW, you know, he could hold it. You know, well, they didn't yeah, have like, yeah, they put stuff. the five count on it. 
Yeah, where it's like, okay, we've we barely got to see it, you know, yeah. or the when he fought Taz that time, and you know, they just man, they beat the crap out of me. Yeah. As soon as he got those black tights, like all of a sudden, uh, Tajiri just yeah, he was no longer Yoshihiro, he was just Tajiri. That was a good name, yeah. that was <laughs> like, a good way to drop the first name. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, this match with uh, Danny Doring and Roadkill and the Bad Street Boys, both guys they did a good job of putting the losers and the winners over in this match. And it's a, a great way to open up this car, this match, to uh, open up this show. Yeah, no, it's a hot and it's and it's a hot. Ma- yeah, it, it got the show off to such a, a great start. And then you got pretty much the end of the network versus ECW. You got Joel Gertner finally. uh Finally beating uh, Cyrus because Kid Cash beat uh, beat Easy Money, yeah. and at this point in time they did with uh, Spike was like the commissioner. Thing. Yeah, except they didn't do it in a way that was like lame. Like it was it was kind of cool the way he did it because like you kind of were finally waiting for somebody to finally have power in the babyface yeah. side. <laughs> you know, you know, it wasn't like. Uh, uh, Going back to WWE, I don't want to talk yeah. about them. Well, as, um, we bash WWE. I still love it, and that's why I watch it, even though they're not where I would like them to be at, as far as what I'm seeing on my TV. But yeah, it's, it's hard for me to like because they've I've, they've burned. Spike came out. Didn't he have we'll leg cast that. on? I think when he came out, didn't he? This is when he had that leg cast on. He had like a which which one? Oh yeah, yeah. I heard his yeah. I heard his leg. Yeah, yeah and he. He would come out with the, but he would still like get. Uh, he was still involved in that. Stuff. And uh, we also uh, tell me what what did you think of Chili? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Chili Willy! I remember. Tell me that as a kid, the first thing I said was Chili Willy. What kind of name is that? Wait, what is up with that name? And this black dude with the Dennis Rodman with the blonde hair. I was like. But not as cool. Like, what's up with him? Yeah, I didn't get him. I didn't understand the chilly willy thing and the push with him because he never got a chance to even get over anything because by that time they were closing up. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, he was, but you could tell Paul was, you know, he was in his rear view. Yeah, he, he was, was gonna, coming up. he was gonna become more than what he was. I think he was, I feel like he was trying to make it more of a too cold Scorpio type. Guy, Chippy Willie. Yeah, you did that. You you hit the nail right on the head. He was too cold. He was he was supposed to be the new too cold Scorpio, except for um, he wasn't. Right. No, he wasn't <laughs> even close. <laughs> Who knows? No, Who not, knows though? With Paul Heyman, the way he booked guys and and got them over. Who knows? Yeah. He could have been a, oh, he, too cold, yeah. but without all the athleticism and the dance, he he would have. How to get it to yeah, work with Paul? I like you. Just leave Paul alone; he'll figure it out. Like, I believe if- he got a lot of guys over that I would at the beginning. I was like, man, this guy's yeah. a bum. Like Steve Carino, for example. <laughs> easy money. Easy money is easy money. Was money? He was good. I hated his ring attire, but he was good. I remember he went to the WCW, <laughs> and his name was Jason Jet. Later on, and I was like, oh, so. Easy money in WCW. It was pretty cool. Jason Chad. Uh, like I come, I came to like him by the time the e, uh, ECW is over because I appreciated his in-ring ability. Yeah, he debuts in March seventh of uh, of WCW, 
Yeah, it's, actually, it was Jason B. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that it was Jason B. Jason B was his name. And uh, so basically, he's there on March 7th. So, like, he got to be there for, like, I guess two weeks. Oh, it was. <laughs> and he went from Jason B to Jason Jet that uh, quick. Uh, he then the WCW closes up shop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, he turned to Jet. In uh, yeah, he was renamed Jason Jet the following week. <laughs> what a! So he already went through a name change, and he's only been on. He's only on the show from March seventh to March twenty first. That's his last show. So this show that we're talking here, um, Anarchy Rules two thousand. Remind me. Was this when Steve Carino was starting to become more of a baby face? Yes. Well, Steve Carino defeats C.W. Anderson to become the number. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he turned I remember, on. Remember, he was a face. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was, yeah. In November to remember, actually, that was when I was like, man, you know what? Steve Carino's actually, it's pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. And then we have, uh, so Rhino faces uh, Rob Van Dam. And he's Rhino actually beats Rob Van Dam. Now, just incredible um hits Rob Van Dam with a cane and kind of messes up his uh Van Terminator. But you didn't see Rob Van Dam lose many times. So I thought that gave uh Rhino a huge run. It's like here here like he's beating everybody. Yeah, he's destroying everyone and he just at that time and that day and age, you never heard of a guy holding a mid card title for almost two years. He made that title yeah. more prestigious than the world title because he held it that long. No, I mean, the Anarchy Rules. He's the main event. Yeah. Him and Balls Mahomes. Yeah, you know how Cody says the TNT and AEW title, you know, you don't distinguish the two. They're both just as important. Well, that was a perfect case there. of, And there's a perfect case of the guy making the title and not the title making the guy. RVD made that yeah. TV title. And that's what I think um, – that's what I'd like to happen is like to have all the title belts mean so much that you could headline them yeah. with that. Right. You know? Yeah. Just like, like WWE. What's the point belt. of having two tag titles? There's not. What's the point of having all those belts? The young bucks. They've got so many. Yeah. yeah. The, and then the young bucks. The titles have to look the same. Like what's fun. Oh man. Don't get me. <laughs> what's fun about that. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> That was the best thing about uh, AEW when they showed the world title and the TNT title. All these, I'm like, oh wow, these look like titles that are different, and yeah. they have they have like feel to them, and it was so great. I the mean, look, the look, even the look itself distinguishes. It makes it feel important just in itself, just by the look, especially if it's a good looking title. Like the tag yeah. titles in AEW to me are the best looking ones, and then of course that AEW title reminds me of a modern day big gold. But those AEW yeah. tag titles also remind me of WCW's tag titles. They're they're great. They've they've got they've, they so have their finger on what the fan wants to see, and that's why I think they're just going to continue to build. But yeah. we will talk about that here. Let's yeah. talk about the main, Jerry Lynn versus Just Incredible. What do you think of this? Loved it. You know why? New Jack. Yeah. Uh, the referee, uh, what was that referee's name again? Danny Davis, or uh, J- what was that ref's name? Yeah, he was, um, and he said he gave, bird, he gave a double bird, and then 
New Jack hit, and he came out to help his friend yeah. Gary Lynn beat him upside the head with a cane before, or no, I'm sorry, he beat up the guys in the ring before Just Incredible hit him upside the head with a cane a few times. Jerry Lynn finished him off. Everybody came out celebrating the ring. First off, before that, let's rewind, let me rewind to the beginning. We're in yeah. small Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings crowd, and Just Incredible comes out with a Green Bay Packers jersey on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> me, a, I'm a Green Bay yeah. Packers fan, so I loved it. I'm a Packers yeah. fan. I've been a Packers fan. I'm from Maryland, yes, but I grew up being a Packers fan because my dad was a Packers fan. And I live in Ball. I live in Maryland, so hated the Redskins growing up. Ravens didn't come around till later on. So, yeah, I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, and and he got he got such heat with that. But one of the things I love when uh, when New Jack you know comes out like. He's the last guy you thought that was going to come out. Like, you just – I don't know. Did you think New Jack was going to come out? Who no. Who did you think was coming I had, out? I had no idea. You never know when New Jack was going to show up because, like I said, he didn't come out every week. So you never knew. He came out with that all orange on. looked like he came straight out of the, out of a prison. He had, a freaking, <laughs> yeah. he had that freaking knife, whatever that thing is in his hand, that knife, whatever it is. I don't know what that's called. Oh, yeah, that like, awesome. And I was just like, man, if I was a man, he, he had me hyped when I remember <laughs> he had me hyped when he came. I was like, oh, yes, because New Jack was like I said, he was my favorite attraction. And I just loved that was my favorite. That was my favorite. He was one of my favorite ECW performers during that time because he was unpredictable. You never knew where you were, when you were going to get him. And I just wanted to see the 187 from the top of some arena on through a table on somebody. Like, he, <laughs> oh, man. he he destroyed it. People yeah. like to overlook the talent that they did as a performer from a fan's point of view. We're not wrestlers. We're fans. Enjoy it as a fan. Don't act like you're a wrestler. Yeah, the wrestlers might not like it that he was literally taking it to guys. But as a fan <laughs> watching it, he was awesome. <laughs> and also, this was the first time he, like, really ever interfered in, like, the main event. Yeah. Like, this was kind of – like he he's getting involved in like the actual main you know the like before it's usually the undercard stuff but this is the first so that's why it's like it's so unlikely that he's the guy that comes and saves uh, Jerry Lynn. You thought maybe it'd be Sandman, you know maybe it's RVD yeah. because he already got involved in RVD's match, but but no it's it's New Jack I mean, and, and the way they did it still was um it's not like he like um is the reason Lynn won. He just right. took care of the guys yeah, right. that were making that couldn't win. He was not the reason you know, that Jalen won. You're right. And I tell you, you know, it wasn't like, uh, was it uh, Styles at Hard Justice? They had Tito Ortiz punch out Jeff Jarrett, and then he pins him. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you look like you look like you cheated to win the belt. That's dumb. <laughs> and. <laughs> A great thing note about him in this main event is when he's beating down Jerry Lynn, he grabs a microphone and starts he starts talking oh, yeah. and he does a great he's beating the crap out of Jerry Lynn while talking trash to the crowd and to Jerry Lynn and they start throwing trash in the ring at him and it yeah they showed us like, and, and he was like he was very good he was much better than people remember him. They yeah they threw like they threw like a whole drink in there yeah, and I, like you a whole soda a whole Coca Cola flying through the air at him for bringing. I'm thinking of you, that's a, like, that is they, a 
how are these wrestlers hey. not looking at this stuff and being, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to grab a microphone and I'm going to kick the crap out. I mean, again, especially in WWE, they can't do that. They have to go by what they say. But in AEW, I'm waiting for somebody to grab the mic, start beating the crap out of us. Has somebody done that yet? Maybe they have. I don't, can't remember. I mean, JF is the one that usually talks to, uh, talks about the crowd the most. But, yeah, they haven't really got a guy. That, that was a nice little Really gone. Yeah, but yeah, he was, he was winning and he like, and they just like pelted the ring. Like, they were not like, man, don't, don't threaten. And another thing, we didn't know, you didn't know if you didn't know if Jerry Lynn was going to win this match because Just Incredible was just, no, he was running through people too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, like, like there's a lot of like near falls in there where you're just like, Oh wow. And kicked out, <laughs> you know, like it's the, I love that show. That's to yeah. me, that's the best show. That's and then after that, uh, you've got Jerry Lynn celebrating with all the guys and the only guy who doesn't come out to, you know, to wish him, uh, to say thanks or, you know, congratulations is, uh, is RVD. So even then, they're like planting the seeds for you. You know where they're probably going toward is um, yeah, RVD versus. We're gonna have a heater ride. Who knows? Who knows? They might have made RVD a heel again after that. Who knows yeah. where they were going? They, with that? I think New Jack could have ended up being. He could have ended up holding a title. Yeah, no. With, I, I think an event and everything. He ended up with a TV title. Yeah. I think probably because Ball likes to book like year to year. I, I could probably see um, RVD facing Jerry Lynn again at Hardcore Heaven, and this time it being for the uh, the ECW title, and this is how he beats him. Right, and that's the third or Hardcore the, Heaven. Either third Hardcore Heaven match. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I could see like New Jack being TV champ, and you gotta, you know, go by his rules, <laughs> and he just run through people. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah the, the New Jacks. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Time Rhino was out. Guys started just leaving. Rhino left, Justin, Jerry Lynn. They all left. All those guys left. And no, 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 no. no. Remember the last episodes of TNN were all like recordings. They were tapings. Oh, oh, at the very last episodes of uh, TNN. Yeah, yeah the very last few, there were tapings of stuff. They weren't even. The yeah, last episode is just like, I watched it. I'm like, what is this? This is just highlights of the, there's nothing. Here. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to. Used to be, uh, record pretty much everything I could wrestling from 1998 to 2003 before I went away to college and uh, um I got like I remember ECW I had like six volumes and at the end it's sad because you see the the dying death of ECW because it's nothing but recap stuff yeah, yeah it became a recap show I, and it's yeah it was so daggone good. Right. Even the last hardcore TV is not really, you know, it's like, what is this? I never could watch hardcore. That, you know, I never could watch hardcore TV because I didn't get the channel. But my best friend, his parents had a satellite and they got the sun, the uh, sunshine network, and he would record it and I'd borrow his tapes and watch them. Wow. Yeah. So, they, so that was actually on TV. That's so cool. It was. Yeah. It was on the sunshine network. Not you didn't get that channel everywhere. I had no. Comcast, and they my friend had a, some kind of satellite network. I remember, I'd ask my mom to let me go over there on. I think they used to air it on a Saturday. I want to say I'd go over there and I'd spend the night and we'd watch it. Man, those are those are the times. Share a when would they, when would they air it? I'm curious. 
when late it was like yeah. 10 o'clock or something like that it was like 10 at night or something and he recorded all he still has his vhs's of it i don't have those oh, but they're all on the network now anyway um all right That's the ending of part one. I would like you to join me with part two. That will be on episode 26, and that will be up in a couple of hours. And I hope you enjoy. I apologize once again for any audio problems. I'm going to try and have those resolved on future podcast episodes. So thank you. And I will see you next time on the D. M. F.